as the deal between Microsoft and OpenAI is closing, competition at foundational level is actually intensifying right now, meaning that uh, if Google had a little bit of bandwidth to think about its AI strategy and how to implement it, right now there is no more time because as uh, each month goes by, it becomes more and more expensive and harder and harder to compete. Especially when you have a product on the market like ChatGPT, that while it's a huge BS maker, meaning that unfortunately, one of the key limitations of this sort of product is the fact that is not grounded. And therefore, when launched at scale, it can provide and it can generate a lot of BS on the, on the web. On the other side, if you are actually Google, you want to make sure to be working on integrating as quickly as possible and launching as quickly as possible products that can compete and can actually gain back important market shares to avoid to erode your core business, which is what is happening right now. Of course, you know, you also need to be careful in releasing something which might be, uh, you know, counterproductive. But I want to focus on this episode on the strategy of Google and Microsoft, how they are tackling right now this, uh, the development of the AI industry and uh, what's going on right now, what's bite, uh, what might come next. I'm focusing on Google and Microsoft as a main uh, you know, contenders for this foundational year industry, but don't get fooled because right now with competition, which is speeding up, uh, we might see a few more uh, players getting into this important fight. Now, let's start from, from Google. Google AI strategy is moving in three directions. First of all, Google is working on a ChatGPT-like product, which it might be called Sparrow. It might be launched anytime in 2023 in beta. And uh, it's going to be, or it might be similar to ChatGPT, but it should actually smooth all the things that ChatGPT is not doing well, especially it should be more grounded, more factual, more truthful, and also able probably to provide on the fly references and sources, which would also align more the tool with the Google core search business. On the other side, Google is looking into ways to integrate AI to its core products. This is not uh, huge news, but the way probably Google is going to do it is going to be much more, uh, it's going to be wider, it's going to be more aggressive, and it's going to be more impactful. Because Google announced back in 2018 that it was transitioning into becoming an AI-first company. It was a huge move, but uh, that really translated primarily into the development of new tools into search and a slight transformation of how search works. And of course, Google also had many different kinds of backlash over the years, as it's shown its capability to integrate AI into its products, for instance, to provide direct answers or to, go, to give like more advanced uh, search experiences. 
Right now, again, Google is going to be looking into ways to launch 20 different AI products into its core products, but also coming up with uh, probably new kind of products that it can launch uh, at uh, a consumer and business level. For now, what we might assume is that Google wants to strengthen its core business, so the search business through AI. And then on the other side, it wants also to strengthen its other key business, uh, which is uh, productivity, meaning that even though uh, the productivity space might not be the, the largest money maker for, for Google. On the other side, uh, being able to integrate AI into, uh, into the, the, the uh, productivity tools of Google, like the Google Docs tool, is going to be a key element for this strategy. Also because uh, Google, uh, the browser, uh, Google Chrome, actually borrows itself to be like a platform for new tools and indeed already a huge amount of GPT, uh, so OpenAI-based AI tools have been launched on, uh, on Chrome, on Google Chrome as extensions. So if you're Google, of course, you want to make sure that this ecosystem develops on top of your own technology. So you want to make sure that you also release some APIs that, uh, that uh, developers can use to actually develop uh, competitive apps and web apps or uh, extensions compared to, to OpenAI. So this is going to be a key thing. In addition to that, uh, the Google Cloud business is going to be hugely impacted also by this. So we might assume that Google is going to be investing a huge amount of money into its AI, its AI supercomputers, which you know it has been doing for years, but right now probably it might double down on those investments because right now the intersection between cloud and AI has become critical, a critical component. And then a third uh, element of uh, uh, all of this uh, is uh, again the integration into search into its core business, but also the ability to build an uh, enterprise platform that is uh, solid enough so that it becomes a sort of uh, uh, business, uh, business ecosystem. So from that side, again, Google is working on multiple levels to actually implement uh, AI. The most important thing, important thing right now might be to launch something which is comparable to ChatGPT. But then on the other side, there is also another thing that Google may be doing, which might blow off uh, OpenAI threat, which is uh, the launch of uh, a, you know, a large generative model, which is quite powerful and multimodal, so able to end, handle various kinds of formats from text, audio, images, videos. If it does that, then it releases the API for this sort of large foundational model, it becomes a huge competitive advantage where you know, many businesses might actually switch from the APIs of OpenAI to actually the APIs of Google. And this might become also a huge uh, prompt for the Google Cloud infrastructure, as you can imagine, using the APIs of uh, Google would mean that Google also makes money off of its cloud infrastructure. So this is another point. Again, first point, counteracting and uh, creating something as cool as ChatGPT yet grounded and therefore more reliable, which is also in line with the search business. Second point is integrating uh, different kinds of AI products in a more wide and aggressive way into its core products, and especially search and productivity. 
third point is about multimodality. So multimodality means that Google launches a language model or a generative model which is so powerful that it becomes the go-to place for many uh, developers, therefore making those developers in many cases switch from OpenAI API endpoints to actually the Google API endpoints. Those are the three ways in which Google is working. Now, let's look instead at Microsoft. Microsoft has closed, as I explained, a multi-year, multi-billion dollars partnership with OpenAI, which also here is uh, moving into three core pillars. The first one is the development of the enterprise uh, you know, um, platform that moves around the Azure AI supercomputer, that is the infrastructure underlying OpenAI, and on the other side, integrating all the OpenAI products within the Azure Enterprise Platform so that Azure becomes the go-to place for developing uh, new tools and web apps on the web and potentially also becoming a business ecosystem and platform. Second point is the integration of uh, the OpenAI products and technology into the core of Microsoft. Also here, Microsoft might start from productivity, which is instead still a huge printing machine for Microsoft. So again, here the, the, the strategy is slightly different from Microsoft to Google. And it's very interesting because we're going to see how uh, both companies might try to, to jump on um, each other turf, meaning that uh, they, uh, for instance, Google might start from search because it's it's uh, the core business but then also enhance its productivity tools through ai so that it can jump um, on uh, on uh, on what's the core business for microsoft while on the other side microsoft might be tackling productivity as a priority which is the printing machine while on the other side they try to revamp the search business which instead is the core of google so again it's going to be interesting to look at, at uh, how uh, both Microsoft and uh, uh, Google are working against each other uh, weaknesses. And then on the other side, Microsoft is going to be looking also into ways to develop all new uh, products with those uh, AI uh, capabilities. One example is the GitHub Copilot, but you know we might see this partnership between Microsoft and OpenAI extending into launching other new products. And uh, you know, right now again the competition in the AI space at foundational layer has uh, been heating up. This means that uh, those companies alone, like Google and Microsoft, will put this year billions, you know, probably in the order of like 20 to 50 probably billions, we'll see, into the uh, foundational layer space, which means also that the AI industry might actually evolve much more uh, quickly. And this, of course, will also spar competition coming from other tech giants. And uh, we might also see the transition of, of other research labs or like researchers that will turn to the business world to actually being able to develop cool stuff. So we might see right now another interesting transition where a lot of researchers that have been working, let's say, at Stanford, might actually jump to the business world to use their uh, knowledge developed in the AI industry and the paradigm and create a paradigm shift uh, from uh, from the transformer based architecture which may be another competitive edge so right now again competition a foundational layer is getting played through computing power so the AI supercomputer uh, 
the technology has meant as the ability to train, pre-train those large language models, which is a combination here really of uh, skills which are uh, hybrid between you know, research and, uh, and business, if you wish. And then another one is going to be also the ability to attract a new talent from the research field where this new talent can be applied to actually find a new paradigm to this uh, AI industry where if, uh, for instance, let's say we're able to find even a more efficient way to train those models, this can turn into a multi-billion dollars advantage into the AI first layer or foundation layer space. And where instead, if you can find, which probably is going to be the, the next uh, gold, uh, gold rush, if you can find a new architecture which goes behind the transformer-based ones, which actually works uh, at an exponential level better than what we have so far, this might turn into $100 billion of advantage into the foundational layer space. So again, the way those things will evolve and uh, the kind of run and the, how competition is going to be shaped, we're seeing it right now in those coming weeks and how the, those weeks will actually play out will determine most probably how competition might look like in the AI space for the next five, 10 years. So it's very important to have and to keep an eye on it. And, you know, I'll keep you posted from here.